Hello everyone, my name is Alex and welcome to the Black Mirror Podcast. On tonight's episode, we discuss the battle royale between Apple and Epic Games over the ever-popular game Fortnite. Earlier this month, Epic Games, the developer of the popular game Fortnite, decided that it wasn't going to pay 30% commission to the Apple Store to use its service and introduced an in-game direct payment system. Apple retaliated by removing Fortnite from their servers and Google followed suit a few hours later by removing Epic Games from the Play Store. Now Epic Games are taking the two tech giants to court over what they claim are unlawful monopoly practices. You're listening to the Black Mirror Podcast. I'm Sam and I'm joined by Ashley and Alex. Here we talk about technology in the news. We look beyond the issues of today and ask philosophically about our future. We invite the audience to listen to us debate issues and ask philosophical questions. Here we kick off our first episode starting with the controversy of a legal battle between Apple and Epic Games. So Apple and Google essentially control everything that's downloaded onto our mobile devices. They skim 30% off of every business transaction that occurs between the developer and us the consumer. This raises questions as to whether these companies are monopolies that are stifling innovation and hurting the developer. Should Apple and Google app stores be subject to government regulation? I can't remember a situation uh, or a case, a lawsuit, um, a disagreement where uh, one like this where I, I'm just constantly jumping from one side to the other. I'm not actually sure who should be in the right here. You're on the fence. Uh, I can go either way. Uh, you can talk me either way. There's there's good arguments be, to be made on both sides. This is a tough case. I don't think it's clear-cut for either either side um, here. Obviously, uh, you know, there's people that are Apple fanboys that uh, clearly feel that Apple is in the right. And then there are, I don't know if there are actually epic fan fanboys that are of that sort of nature as well. But... Yeah, you could go either way. Does anyone at this moment have a clear feeling about who's right or wrong? For me, I think we could all agree that the 30% that these bigger companies charge, your, your Apples and Googles, is is too much for the service that they're providing. That's That's what I would say. I disagree. I actually don't agree at all. I think... Um, I'm going to be taking Apple and Google's side. Very presumptuous of you, Alex. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be taking Apple and Google's side in this particular case. I think there is potential for Apple and Google to exploit the developer. However, in this specific legal case, I just think Epic Games are being greedy and disingenuous. They're not victims of monopolistic abuse here. You see, now when I hear that, when I'm, I mean, I, I'm on the fence with it. But when I hear someone like Sam talk so strongly about what they think is a clear situation here, it it motivates me to um to 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 weigh in on the opposite end of this and uh, poke holes at Sam's theory about a lot of the things that he's saying. I don't know which side I really think is truly right. But I definitely uh, don't see it as so clear uh, clear as, as the way Sam sees it. I mean, 
when you ask Alex, you know, 30% um, exorbitant fee, well, well you know... 30% going to, if we get the ball rolling with that... It's... Well, what's Epic's reason for charging so much for their games? Well, they don't. The games are free. The game comes... Oh, well, their skins, skins. And, and, and however way they get paid. I mean, they, they're not spending a lot of money... Uh, uh, once, once it's developed no they're not they're not but it's a business model um, mm-hmm. a business model that they have come up with and that they mm-hmm. they obviously profit from they came up with this model by providing the games for free mm-hmm. for those that don't know and, and you pay for the skins and for the environments and you know trying to trying to do over on your friends with you know with a new gun skin that no one else has mm-hmm. I guess my question to all of this is where that 30% that Apple and or Google is charging. You know, what are they charging that for? Just for the right to have it on their on their store. I mean, there's there's not a lot of uh, effort that goes in to maintaining that that infrastructure. You know, once it's developed, the same sentiment. You know, where is that thirty percent going? It's a thirty percent of a lot of money. Well, they would argue that it's their ecosystem that's created that environment for a lot of these uh, gaming uh, companies to to prosper. Um, that 30% they would claim goes into providing a secure Apple Pay uh, ecosystem where they vet all the programs so that people that download these games feel somewhat secure that they're not bugged, they're not malware, you know, um, there's nothing uh, vicious behind the software. Um, And that uh, requires a 30% cut. I, I can't... I can't disagree with that because one of the issues with having a PC is that like every time you want to go download a program, you just don't know what it's got, malware, adware. It's it's a nightmare. Like you really have to pick and choose. Um, You have to make an overall decision. uh, Is this uh, software um, sold or provided by a reputable company? Do I trust it? Do I not? Um, whereas I do value the ecosystem that Apple provides. And a lot of times I've downloaded things on my phone without second thought, feeling rather comfortable knowing that, you know, Apple's got my back uh, and there's not going to be some sort of major viral outbreak on my phone. Um, and to the point that maybe a lot of people download these games because they provide such a safe environment. Um, and that ecosystem. So, well, to that, I'm just looking up here. Do you think there's a value in that? You might not think it's thirty percent. Well, to answer that question, I'm just having a look mm-hmm. here. So, Epic Games in 2019 made 4.2 billion from not only Fortnite but some of their other other games as well. Now, thirty percent of 4.2 billion. Well, I mean, it's not just games. So, uh, Epic uh, are responsible for the Unreal Engine. They are. Yeah. So the Unreal Engine is is a massive like um, technological, uh, you know, gaming uh, software. Not just for games, uh, I believe. Uh, which obviously they license or something or make a lot the of money out of. Small developers, they do. Probably. Uh, yeah. So are you looking at their overall revenue there? Four point two billion. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think the key there is that you know we're not talking about small change here. I mean, the, the Apple's taking a very large amount of money. Oh, 30% of, let's say, I mean, obviously, it's not $4.2 billion that goes into all just the gaming, but uh, obviously, there's other um, devices you can use um, for an epic um, epic battle. How much of that it goes via the Apple Pay system? Do you have that on hand? I can't, can't see it, no. 
my argument would be this. Firstly, we need to reflect on the history. The history is that when most of the games were initially played through consoles, and the PlayStation, Microsoft, the Xbox, and the Nintendo consoles, to develop a game, you um, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo would take a cut, and it would be about would be thirty percent. Okay, that's no, how the console industry. None works, of yeah. none of those developers for those consoles have ever really sort of, you know, had this sort of legal case. So, I, I, as far as I know, obviously not done done a whole lot of research here. As far as I know. Um, there hasn't been a case like this argued against those companies. Now, we, what we do know about Nintendo is that in the past, they have not been all that developer friendly. And I think that's one of the reasons why Nintendo became less popular over the years and why the Sony PlayStation took off the way it did because it was so developer friendly. It attracted the best um, gaming developers and, uh, and, and, and part of that would be price. Now, I'm sure there'd be other factors, the, the, the kits and the programming tools and communication with Sony. Uh, clearly, there's a variety of factors that lead to that. But you will definitely find more games on a PlayStation being developed on a PlayStation and, an, and a Microsoft console than it would be on a Nintendo console. And, that, and that's the power of a market, the free market. Now, in recent years, we've, gaming has become more mobile. It's become through, you know, we obviously every every man and woman has a personal gaming device in their pocket that they didn't intentionally buy for gaming but it's there it's accessible and one of the draws of the iphone that i see just as a consumer is that it is controlled by the apple that is why i as a consumer one of the main reasons why i purchased the iphone is because i know that the hardware and the software is pretty much dictated by apple and that means that it runs the way it should it has the functionality that it has whether that be the itunes the app store and on all the functions of the iphone and with every iteration of the ios it gets better and better and as a consumer i vote with my pocket and that's why the iphone has become so popular but it's because it's it, apple has done a fantastic job of that now apple has an app store and when you buy when you purchase something on the app store it comes with it some sense of security you're not going to be getting malware you got your phone the dev- the the functionality of that app will meet some standard that app uh, that apple will set and and so that's what you get in this ecosystem now sony can charge 30 percent nintendo can charge 30 percent microsoft can charge 30 percent and i think apple is well within its right to charge 30 percent and 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 tim cook will say that he's that that apple has never increased the price that they've they've charged um to developers since they created the app store and what's more fortnite which is what epic games offers on the on the iphone I can tell you now, Fortnite would not have made those billions of dollars that you you uh, mentioned to me if it wasn't one click away on an iPhone that was in everyone's pocket. You know, Epic Games wants us to believe that they're Robin Hood and that they're for the little guy. 
Let's look at the finances that go into a game like Fortnite. These are these are this is a very high margin business we're talking about. This is not Uber Eats or a lowly developer that's that's you know that's that's barely making ends meet. They are cashing in. They, they have a mint. They have a they have a mint when it comes to Fortnite. They just they develop a new couple of skins and it sells millions billions of dollars. And so really, I don't if. Apple wants to charge 30%, they can charge 30%. And and if Epic Games wants to leave the platform and go to another platform, whether that be the Sony platform, the Nintendo platform, or the Android platform, that's fine. I don't think I don't think the legal system should be supporting um, one you know Epic Games in this in this argument. I think I mean I agree with you that Epic are obviously playing the underdog here and they're crying uh, for the pro they're, they're, they're pro consumer sort of rally here that just you know it's a bit manipulative they're not here for the consumers one of the things we noticed uh, me and Sam the other day like they're saying hey like we should um, not have to pay the 30% commission to Apple so that our consumers can save more money and then they offer 20% off for the consumer so they're trying to make an extra 10% as far as I can see well no from what I've read earlier on today so as they withdrew from the app store yeah. they made all the skins 30% cheaper no they made it 20% cheaper did they? yeah so, so where, 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 they've taken a 10% cut themselves are they? yeah they're That's taking a 10% cut and I can tell you the revenue will be higher because it's 30% it's it's 20% cheaper as well so they they are not doing this just out of purely trying to give you know the consumer a cheaper deal I, here I they're agree with make you more I mean Epic here is 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 you know bleeding hearts like you know Crimea River they have um, they have been involved in very um, I think unethical practices um, and when I say uh, unethical practices I can think of an instance which I've heard about where um, Epic you know they're not exactly worried about playing by the rules um, and here they're trying to use like it's like God is on our side here or something like that. This is between big companies and big corporations, and it's a greedy one about who can make more money um, and who should get more money out of this. So I agree with you on that point. Do I think that it's the same as with the consoles? Not quite. I don't think it's the same as with the consoles. The the, the consoles, um, PlayStation, Xbox, they had a very clear established sort of business model that went with the game developers. They would, they would build, produce, advertise, and get into people's hands uh, a, a box, a console that was almost at cost price. Uh, these things are at cost price. Um, and in return, when someone buys a game, you know, the console uh, maker gets a cut of that. And it's a lot clearer. That business model makes sense. You do you and I'll do me. Console maker makes consoles. Game developers make games. Nintendo does a bit of both, obviously. Um, it's a bit of a different sort of uh, industry there. But that, that was a much more clear business model. Here, I understand what Sam is saying you know, you could draw comparisons to that with the iPhone, but the iPhone is more than just a console. It is an operating system. Um, it's more it, akin to a computer. Yeah. And and that's where 
the confusion can lie because you know Microsoft Windows doesn't charge or get a cut every time you download Adobe Photoshop or uh, a computer game. They don't. So what you have here is Apple is not only um, an operating system, it's an Apple uh, payment system, and it's all mixed into this one thing, and it morphs into what it wants to be when it wants to be. Um is it an operating system? Is it an uh, Apple Pay system, a console system? I mean, its argument is that it's all of them and it should get, take a cut of everything. But, you know, if Windows started taking a cut from everybody, um, uh, that wouldn't work. Uh, I guess the Apple Pay system right now is very similar to, in, in the context of games, is very similar to Steam. Mm. on PC, right? So there's an ecosystem that Steam creates uh, where they vet the program. So when you download a game on Steam, you're kind of more confident that it's not going to be a virus-ridden mad, uh, a malware, adware sort of device and Steam takes a cut. But it's quite a lot more clearly defined. Steam is, uh, you know, that system and the operating system is Windows. The, the issue here is Apple is everything and Epic is trying to make the case that Apple is an operating system and not uh, the ecosystem that it, it, it believes it is. And the distinction that Epic is making, and I think the strongest point they're making is that they're saying, hey, look, you know, we uh, don't want to be part of that system. And there should be an opportunity for a software to be able to run on the phone, on Apple products, without having to go through the Apple pay system. And I agree. And to that, I think if we break it down as a consumer, you know, as a consumer, unless you've got, you know, you're a fanboy of a particular operating system like Apple or, or like Google, as a consumer, it doesn't really matter where your money goes. If you can get something 20% cheaper, you can get something 20% cheaper. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm in no way saying that, uh, the Epic Games are saints and all of this and, mm. you know, they've done nothing wrong. But again, as a consumer, if there's a game that I want to play and I don't play Fortnite, but that was my favorite game. If that's what I did when I came home after work to relax and I can get these apps now 20% cheaper without you know, this big bad Apple standing over me in a way. It exists on the Mac. I mean, if, if you want to play games, you'll notice that gamers won't won't use their MacBook to play games. Or, and if they do, they need to get boot camp. Why is it that games don't exist on the Mac? For these very reasons. Developers will end up developing for... I, mean, I know that the, the, the battle is going on with Android, but I think it's slightly different. I think with an Android phone, there is more optionality in downloading software outside of the Google Store. And we, not that I don't think any of us use the Android, but I do believe that there are more opportunities with downloading outside of the Google Store. Similarly, with a PC and a Mac, if you want to play games, you don't buy a Mac. You don't use your Mac to play games, and you vote with with your money to buy a PC. Now, Epic Games 
are free to move on from the App Store. They won't because they're making a mint and they're capitalizing of the millions of people that access the App Store and didn't buy their iPhone to play games. It just happened to be in their pocket and now they're they're one click away from playing Fortnite. You know, they've, they've made billions of dollars from this and I feel like, you know, to make Apple sound like they're, you know, they're the, um, you know, the bad guys in this, I don't, I think that Apple, they should be thanking Apple for the money and the successes that they've had. I and, think, but yeah. however, your, your, your argument, I'm not sure if it's definitely uh, correct. It could be, but I mean, would Fortnite have made a lot of money without Apple? Um, well, you, depends. You, we need to break down the revenue. Well, that's from, right. From I mean, iPhone. I don't know. I mean, if, if Apple is just a 10%, 15% cut of the whole entire revenue or 25% of the... It's not like Apple made Fortnite. And if it didn't, then that's fine. Then they can move on from, this, from, the, from, that, from the iPhone and... Well, I mean, that brings up a, a different point, though. That, that brings up the point that I think uh, Apple needs to watch out here, actually. I think there's no win here for Apple. I think... You know, at some point, if they're going to uh, start, you know, pushing developers around, eventually, you know, if you want to play games, you don't buy an Apple phone. And that's fine. I mean, if, if from if, if the question is from a business, a strategic point of view, should Apple drop their prices and keep the developers like Epic Games yeah. happy, then that's fine. I get that. But we're talking from about a law, a, from, we're talking about a, a legal case where we're saying Apple is using its monopolistic power and unfairly against Epic Games. And I, I'm just sort of cringing, going, how are they doing that? They've the, the the terms are very clear for the consumer. When I buy an iPhone, I know that every Thing that I use on that iPhone is controlled by Apple, and that's one of the draws of the iPhone. Um, similarly, when I buy a MacBook, there's a big difference between a MacBook and a PC, and it's because Apple put, has so much control on, over the iOS. Now, I think the, the the there are there is definitely some optionality with with a MacBook to download sort of non-Apple approved software. I think there is definitely a bit more modifiability. We're talking about a phone, you know. People just want their phone, and the people, you know, want to work. They don't want to get viruses, and they're happy as a Mac user, as an iPhone user. They're happy to go through the through the App Store, and clearly, they're happy to pay that extra thirty percent. And you know, Epic Games can just charge an extra thirty percent, and as a consumer, you pay that extra thirty percent. And so, if it's cheaper on a on on an Android phone or a different kind of phone, you'll vote with your money. Eventually, you will. That's just the, that's the market. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, from a lawsuit point of view, from a legal point of view, you know, you might have a clear vision. I guess whenever I'm debating these things, I'm thinking also beyond the legal aspects of it. I'm thinking should it of be this should way? it, shouldn't it be, and maybe redefine what, how the legal case or how the law sees these things. Because if you, if you crush the if you crush the creative element of any sort of enterprise then the future is uh, is more bleak and here you have uh, I'm not saying Fortnite and Epic are the creators of Battle Royale because they aren't and in fact the funny part of this is that they pretty much stole it off the PUBG enterprise when they were helping them out with the Unreal Engine but if you crush if you're able to crush the creative um, element of any enterprise then that's an issue and so where does i look at the bigger implications you know like 
Epic comes out with a game called Fortnite and Apple decides, well, we'll just make that game and make it available to all of our Apple users. I, I should be That's clear. That's the monopoly and the control that I should that be you clear have. that if, if, we, if we kind of move away from this specific debate about Epic Games versus Apple, I can definitely see some issues here with the monopolistic power of Apple, mm. that, that some potential abuses here. And, uh, and, and here's, here's a scenario or a hypothetical. I can definitely sympathize with um, the developer. We were talking the other day. Now, let's say, I mean, we, we haven't really researched this, but let's say we all use Spotify. Well, we all know Spotify is a music streaming service. It's the most popular music, music, music streaming service. And of course, Apple competes with Spotify through, through the Apple Music. Now, let's say for argument's sake, all of the Spotify music that you listen to in your iPhone, all of the um, subscription fees, the advertisement fees, all of that, Apple took a 30% cut from Spotify. And additionally, Apple has this, this, this app that anyone can download on their phone that it, it heavily promotes, Apple Music. I, I would see, I would have a major problem with that. And the reason why I would have a problem with that is that the margins from, for streaming music are tiny. I mean, it's, you know, if you look at the profits that Spotify, you know, announces to shareholders every year, you know, it's, it's, there's not a lot there. And, and of course, they're a growing company and they're trying to get more subscribers. You know, they're in a hotly competitive business with Apple and Google and Amazon Music. And this is a very narrow margin business. And so if Apple comes around and takes that cut it makes it very hard for spotify to compete and you are talking about music streaming where as a user there is i mean we all, we all love spotify and there's reasons why we've all chosen well, many people use spotify but the differences between these streaming services are not that great basically what i'm saying is spotify needs to exist on the iphone it needs to exist on all platforms otherwise you wouldn't use it otherwise you'd sign up to apple music and so there is a potential for abuse from apple okay but what all these arguments you're making right now like yep. why can't you make them for epic because Epic is is not a okay. So what you're doing with the iPhone? So this is where it gets grey. And you know, I don't know legally how you argue this, but I'm pretty sure Apple has different rules for applications, whether that be your Netflixes or, or utilities like you know your Uber Eats. Um, these app these applications are treated differently than a game mm. than a gaming application, and I think that it's fair to treat them differently. We talked about how gaming has a history of having you know whether that be Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo providing the audience or, or, or taking that cut, and I think that's very well established and now. We've got Apple and Google, whereas I think in music streaming, or again, I'll talk about some of these lower margin businesses where, and, and, and here's the key thing, Apple is competing in these areas. So if, if Apple had a game exactly like Fortnite, it ran, it had the same fan base, it had the same reasons, and it was really expensive and difficult like it, to, to, to produce Fortnite, and it was a low-margin business, and Apple was basically 
winning the competitive battle against Epic Games just by using its its sort of uh, monopolistic power mm. of the iPhone, then I would say there's an argument here. Okay. That's not what's going well, can on. I, can Alex. I just, I'll, to your point there, so if we compare Spotify, I think Spotify is a very good example because how all of this started was, you know, back in the 90s, if you wanted to buy a video game, you go into the shop, you get a GameStop, EB Games, that sort of thing. Now, And they take a cut. And they take a cut. Now, they take a cut because they've got to pay their employees, their electricity, the cost, Retail that sort store, of thing. Yeah. In a similar way, if you wanted to buy a music track in the 90s, you would go to a music store. And in that music store, you they would also charge your cut. And that cut was for the same sort of thing. Your rent, electricity, your staff fees. Now, 20 years later, you're saying that it's it's different in that from one service, you can't take a cut, which is your music streaming service, but from games, you can. I'm not setting any you, rules. I think Sam is defining it by the margins. Like, yep. uh, he seems uh, to think that, you know, if something's a high margin uh, business, it's fair game. If it's yep. a low margin business, it's not so okay, fair game. Well, and, 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 and don't forget... And, that's and don't, not... That's, I, I don't see the rational uh, uh, thoughts why that is, other than you're sympathetic to people that have a low margin business. It's not just sympathetic. So, when you have a low margin business, okay... And Apple competes in that environment. Yeah, this is here's the thing. because it's low margin. There's a there's a number of factors here. It's not just low margin. Low margin is where the sympathy comes from, but low margin is also where the potential for abuse of monopoly comes from. Because if 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 every dollar of revenue, okay, you're only really getting five five cents, okay, then. That's if a bad app- business, by the way. That's a bad business. <laughs> I mean, we don't, you don't want to. I mean, this we can take this so many places. I mean, you're talking about low margins, which okay, some of these are just bad businesses. Yeah, but you know, you know what's a low margin uh, business? That's a very good business. Is Amazon uh, streaming service that Apple doesn't charge us thirty percent for, because Amazon's such a big company that they can't pushing them around like they can with your Epic Games, for example. Don't forget, what I'm saying is a low-margin business that Apple directly competes in, okay? And that, that's almost a commodity, okay? So, here's the other factor. Uh, music streaming is almost a commodity. So, if you've got a commodity, low-margin business, and you've got Apple taking a cut and and forcing you to pay, then how are you going to compete with Apple? So, I, I can see a monopoly abuse of power there. And this is probably where, you know, Microsoft got embroiled in, in all of the legal battles, monopoly battles that they had um, with Netscape. And what I'm trying to define is that there is potential abuse. I'm just not seeing it with Fortnite. I think, uh, Alex, can you do me a favor right now? If yep. you open up your iPhone... Yeah. And go to the app store. Uh-huh. And uh, click on games. All right. Hold on a second. Yep. What is it? What's the first game? It's uh, BTS Universe Story. Here come the boys. <laughs> That's a recommendation? <laughs> That's the first one that comes up. What else? What, 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 what's um, your list? There's Draw It, Kingdoms of Heckfire, uh, Darts of Fury. Those are your top three recommendations that I've got here. Why have you that? have you installed PUBG? No, no, not on our no. phone. No, no. Um, well, because I had read in an article just the other day that now Apple are heavily uh, recommending PUBG, mm. the competitor to Fortnite on their app store right now. Sure. In yeah. retaliation to what's going on. And you talk about, you know, abusive 
power there. I mean, is are we seeing lights of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, PUBG is a different. You'd know more about this than than us, but PUBG doesn't really have that model of buying skins and buying. No, it does. Does it? Yeah, absolutely. Is it as big as Fortnite? I don't. I've never played Fortnite ever. Right. Um, but you you buy skins, you pay money. Right. Yeah. Um, but the point being that they've been pushing the competitor, hmm. PUBG. So is that a flagrant example of uh, controlling I mean, uh, the market with, with, with its with its they powers? Are. They had a cash cow which they no longer can rely on, and now they've substituted one cash cow for That's another. That's right. Yeah. So here's where it gets a bit tricky. You know, every time uh, a gaming company comes up with a great gaming idea and sells it, Apple decides to either promote a, a alternative game that's very similar yeah, it's a, um, if, if, if you know they don't agree to a 30% cut it's bullying it's, it's bullying it's fairly blatant bullying and that was what I was trying to say before is that they can't they can do it to Epic Games they can do it to certain other programs when it comes to Amazon where they can easily take a 30% cut off these rentals and these movies they're not going to do it because they're not going to take on Amazon in a... In a oh, I would love to see. But, but firstly, Apple, Apple is not... <laughs> Court, <laughs> court's in session. <laughs> Apple Amazon versus Apple. <laughs> Apple hasn't produced anything that's competing with Fortnite. What's but that? they're supporting. They're supporting. Uh, they're supporting. A that, game they won't right at the moment because I mean the example here is the alternative is already exists. But if they if there wasn't, they they could clearly just come up with their own version of it. But they, I mean, how many games is, does Apple have? Gaming studios? I mean, are they no. Make, I, I'm saying it could. I'm saying that uh, it it very well could. So what's the repercussion of that? The repercussion is that then there is no incentive for gaming companies to. Make great games. You're crushing the industry. You know, this is what happens when corporations monopolize. The creative juices uh, are sucked out. There's no incentive. There's no incentive. Not only is there's... there no incentive, but, but the amount of money that these small studios have to produce these games, you're basically getting 30% less. So yeah. What kind of I, I think when develop? you talk about, you know, margin, Sam, and how low margin, high margin can, I understand what you're saying. But I'm thinking, you know what? When someone comes up with something great, they should get paid royally for it, you know. And uh, here, it, they might it might be a cash cow, but it's their cash cow, and they've come up with it. It's their, you know, like if if Star Wars, you know, uh, makes a trilogy that uh, goes on to make billions of dollars for them, good on them. They came up with Star Wars. That's right. High margin, but you know. The- and would they have made that 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 fantastic trilogy if there was someone standing over asking, hand out for thirty percent? Okay, so firstly, Fort. If you had checked that store, the you know the top games, I'm sure before this this debacle, Fortnite would have been on top, the number one store. So, as an iPhone user, as the millions of iPhone users around the world, you would have clicked on the iPhone store. Mine comes up with PUBG Mobile, by the way. Okay, and you would have you would have had a very I was hoping high, yours would too, Alex. You'd have a highly ranked, you'd have a highly ranked game. The reason why I don't have much sympathy for Epic Games is. I don't. I just don't see how they've been hurt by by Apple. Now, I, I'm not saying that there aren't cases where a developer has provided a really useful tool. It's been released on the App Store. It's a lot of um, innovation and ingenuity went into that that app. 
the charges the charges from Apple are exorbitant, the fees, and it's hard for them to compete from perhaps even Apple themselves producing an app that has similar functionality. I'm not saying that doesn't exist or can't exist and I wouldn't be you know, worried about that. I think in the case of Fortnite, the reason why I'm so argumentative for Apple is that you know, Fortnite, as far as I can see, I don't think this is a big budget game. I'm not saying that it doesn't cost, you know, a fair bit of money to produce it. But I'm saying this is a game that's clearly, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a video game made by a major developer. It's also available on other platforms. And it's been made available to every man and woman with an iPhone. It's made a lot of money from that. It's a high margin business. And I don't think you're stifling innovation. Now, I'm not saying in other cases on the App Store that that hasn't happened. I just think Epic Games is basically just wants more money and I don't see an argument. You think they're being greedy? They're being greedy and they've benefited from everyone going to the iPhone store and seeing it as the number one game as I'm sure it was and them clicking on it and getting this game. It's a, this is a, this is an iPhone game. This is not a blockbuster it's not uncharted. an iPhone game it's not an iPhone game it's you game keep saying that but it's not an iPhone on, game on the computer on the PC so yeah, yeah. it's akin to PUBG and they've made money from that though that's they've right made, I mean, yeah. that, it's not an iPhone it's not game it's not an iPhone game but, I mean, but, you're making it sound like it's a low budget sort of you know app that you can produce for a couple of million dollars you're it's, wrong okay so, so, <laughs> so you, you, you correct me can you play this game on the computer right now yes okay yeah, yeah. so where has it been removed from what, what do you mean? Where has it been removed? What, from? How? What, what? What's happened in the argument with Apple? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's happened to the user? Can, can the user still play Fortnite right now? Uh, I think the people that have downloaded it. Downloaded on what platform? On Google. Uh, Google. And, Google and what? The Google phone, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 But not. There's not a Google computer. It's a Google phone. It's, so this is a phone game that you're talking about right now. No, I think the the issue that I'm having with uh, what you're saying is that you're saying, you know, this is an iPhone game and you're tipping the balance um, in favor of it being an iPhone product, whereas really Fortnite is its own entity and it's been released on multiple platforms, including the iPhone and they've benefited from the that's greater right. reach of the iPhone. I think that's, you know, to some extent. But I, I think it's uh, a bit too much to say that, you know, iPhone made Fortnite happen. Mm. I mean, Fortnite has become an international hit on multiple cross-platforms. And iPhone just happens to be one of those platforms. I don't think they have enjoyed the fruits of Apple's, you know, hard work. Um, or, or fruits of labor, uh, you know, and in the way that you're describing it. It's no, not but, an iPhone game. No, but here's the thing. I, I think we're, we're kind of splitting hairs here. They, they've, they've been very successful. Of course, they've been very successful on the PC. And I'm sure if you want the real Fortnite experience, you'd be, you know, you'd have your PC mm-hmm. your, and your, 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 um, your keyboard, your, your mouse, your graphics card. It's all a of cross-platform that. game. I so everyone you. plays it on whatever platform they have but, but the against argument- each other. But the argument today, we're, we're talking about the accessibility of this game on the Android 
and on the iPhone. Mm. And I assume that was been very lucrative. And if it hasn't, then what are we arguing about? I mean, then what's the point of arguing about it? I assume it was very lucrative that it, that a lot of a lot of gamers have accessed Fortnite through their phone. Mm. And I just don't see Apple stifling innovation. The fact that it's a cross-platform game means that it's not stifling innovation because they would have done fine selling this game on a PC. They saw the opportunity to minimize, to, to make, a, I assume it's a, a more basic form of the game because you're playing it on a phone. You don't have your, your keyboard and mouse. They've transferred the, the game engine, the, the, I assume as well. I mean, the graphics mm. capabilities of an iPhone are not the same as, as an ordinary desktop gaming computer. So, you know, they have, they've made a more basic form of the game. It's made, been accessible on the app store and they've benefited from that. And I, I don't think they're stifling innovation by charging them money for that. But it would wow. have been Epic Games that made those changes. I would understand if, if every time a game wanted to go cross-platform, Apple would apply their own engineers, their own designers to, to adapt that game to that platform. But yeah, there would be some involvement. There, there would be some uh, involvement, you would think. Yeah. But in this situation, you know, these developers come along, they develop the games themselves, they have to adapt those games to different platforms, and Apple just sits there and takes the 30%. I guess one other thing I should say before we, we start to wind up is as an investor, so if you put your investor hat on and you invested into Epic Games... 30% of your investment goes to Apple. How would you feel about that? As an well, funny enough you say that because Tencent pretty much own Epic Games mm-hmm. and they own 40% of, uh, of uh, Epic Games. Yeah. Uh, they, they own uh, 40% of Epic Games and they own uh, all of PUBG, mm-hmm. the competitor. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and there's a whole other, I feel, uh, almost a bit of a conspiracy from my point of view uh, in this, in that, you know, Tencent is behind a lot of this issue that, that's going on um, because Tencent's losing out to Apple. Maybe this is an opportunity. Do you think, do you think Epic, hold up, <laughs> let me go on a rant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Epic would uh, be standing up to Apple without the go-ahead from Tencent who owned 40% of the company? I, I mean, are you um, hinting that this is some sort of proxy war between the US and China, <laughs> which we could talk about in a later I, episode? I believe <laughs> this. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Well, that that really is a fantastic way to end this episode. And look, it's been a very hotly debated episode. I would just argue one last one last point before we we is that I am right? <laughs> no, no. I like that. I like that you guys have taken a different point of view. No, no. Look, I I'm, I'm, I I agree with a lot of things you do say. And that's what I was saying. I, when you say things, it does make sense to me. I see that from that perspective. It's very grey. But it's also very grey. But I'm just not as sure as you are about which side to be on. But it's not that any of the points you made were incorrect. It's just that I feel like there's a counterpoint to every point in this particular lawsuit. And this will be debated. This will be hotly debated, I'm sure. By Tencent. <laughs> I would just... One point that was made was that how would I feel about... Thirty percent of their profits as a shareholder going to Apple, well, but but we've just we've made the point very clear that this is a cross-platform game, mm. and it's enjoyed by people on multiple devices. I'm sure they can release it on the PlayStation, the Xbox, and and it's available on PC. And this is just 
this was a cross sell opportunity for them, and they've they've I assume they've been they've been very profitable cross sell from 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 their point of view. But I, I don't think thirty percent of the revenue's gone to Apple because they've it's a cross. Well, thirty percent would go to uh, Google, mm. and then you know they get the rest of the revenue, whatever they pay PlayStation or whatever they pay to Steam. Mm. You know, there's that as well. So the argument there is, I mean, as a, as an investor. Wouldn't you rather it be going through Epic Games itself, where you don't have to to pay that, you know, pay that levy, or would you? Wouldn't you rather that levy be less so that the profits that these games take in are a lot larger? So I think, I mean, you, now we're talking about strategy, business strategy, business incentive. Of course, if I was a shareholder of Epic Games, then my goal would be to make as much money as possible and give as uh, less to Apple and Sony and whoever. Which is but, Tencent, by the way. Yeah. So <laughs> business strategy is different than monopoly laws, and that, that's why I've sort of sort of taken this position. But you know, there's a lot of grey to this, and we talked about some. You know, there's there's definitely, and perhaps in in our next episode, we can talk about more about um, opportunities. W- w- more clear-cut cases of, of monopoly abuse where maybe we can all agree. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think this this is just uh, a two, two gigantic corporations or companies going uh, at each other, but there are much more um, clear you know possible abuses of power blatant Mm. cases that i think apple might be involved here uh, with uh, crushing competitors Um, the spotify apple itunes is a good good one to 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 consider Um, look at the end of the day with this case i think there's two ultimately if i had to simplify it in my own head there's two arguments to be made one from apple being that we've created an ecosystem that's safe and secure um that people will uh be willing to spend money uh, and that being uh, they require some sort of cut in creating that uh, environment and the costs involved with creating that network Um, and then you've got Fortnite's uh, argument which is that you have a phone you sell you make good money on it you have an operating system that's what you're selling to the people we come along we make a game we sell it we should get the uh, complete revenue for it. And that's where the uh, grey lies because it's not so clear what... what I think it, what it really is is that the iPhones have become... Not just iPhones, but the phones in general have just become this completely new thing um, in that uh, it is now um, very much like Steam, Google Play Stores, Apple pay system that's become the new giant control or giant uh, mechanism that controls uh, consumerism now it's not the phones it's not the software it's the ecosystem in which people purchase things that's become the new um, yeah that's become the new uh, technological um, hub now all right guys i think we should leave it there um Ash has opened Pandora's box, claiming this is a proxy war between China and the USA, and we should explore those sorts of issues in the future. Um, We'll also look at other examples where big US tech companies are unfairly hurting the competition. But that's all for today's episode. Stay tuned as we dive deeper into these issues in the future.